Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale, and I thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of what the Scripture reveals to us about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, what we often call the birth narrative, okay, the story of the birth. We're very familiar with portions of it, okay, large portions of it, as a matter of fact. But I find it sort of rare for folks to actually sit down and uh, examine it all, you know, just to read through the account, just to read through the story and to see what's being said. And so uh, we're up to the point now where uh, uh, Zacharias, the father of John, which will be known as John the Baptist, has just named him John. And his mouth has just been open. His tongue has just been loosed from his uh, months-long mutinous and deafness because he did not believe what the angel had said to him. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 67, we have just a really, really interesting account. Because it says this, And his father, Zacharias, that's John's father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying. And then there is this, how long, 14 verse, I think, prophecy right here, that he was prophesying and declaring what God had done and what was going to happen with this little baby that he's holding, this little newborn baby. And, and this is part of the birth story that is often uh, overlooked, often not taught. And I understand why. You know, there's only so many Sundays before Christmas. There are only so many sermons, et cetera, et cetera. But we do ourselves a tremendous disservice because we learn a great deal about Jesus as Messiah from these verses. We learn a great deal about what was to occur when he came the first time. It even was to occur when he comes again. So, He's prophesying, and he's prophesying by the power of the Spirit. Okay, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And remember this, Mary was overcome by the Spirit. That's how she conceived. Uh, Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit when she heard Mary's voice and she was expecting Jesus. Uh, John, who's being spoken of right here, is the baby was filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. And so you learn a lot about the Holy Spirit here. A lot of times people say, well, the Holy Spirit wasn't given to us until Acts uh, 2, and then then when the Lord created the church on that day and he birthed the church. That's not exactly right. This right here is long before that. Uh, David was filled with the Holy Spirit, King David. Okay. So here's what Zechariah said, beginning with verse 68 of Luke 1. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. So here, Father Zacharias is declaring that it has occurred, that redemption is now here for the people, for his people, for God's people. And he's going to tell us in just a moment that this baby is the redemption. And so you say, well, has that really happened? Yes, this really happened, but there's things involved with the process, right? So he's blessing God for this because God has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people, verse 69, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us, in the house of David, his servant, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. That's a quote out of the Old Testament, verse 71. And so Zacharias is bringing forth the word of God. And he's saying in the same way that the Lord has told us in the scripture that we're going to have salvation from our enemies and we're going to have salvation from the hand of the one who hates us. It's being fulfilled right now and it's fulfilled and it has been done through this baby, and it will continue to be done through this baby. 
Verse 72 continues the sentence. To show mercy toward our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham our father. And as is often the case in a lot of these things, they're long run-in sentences right here, run-on sentences with these verses, okay? Uh, he goes all the way back to Abraham. Abraham was the foundation, the, the forefather of the forefathers of the nation of Israel. And he said, the oath that he swore to Abraham, our father. Well, what oath is that? Well, you see it in Genesis 12 and in Genesis 15. The Lord made covenant with Abram and promised him that he would have uh, an offspring, that he would have a lineage, and they would be as innumerable as the stars in the sky or the grains of sand on the seashore. And this is long before Abram had any children whatsoever. And then he also promised that a time would come that his people would be in bondage, that they would be brought out of that bondage, and he told them there would be a time when they would be living in liberty and freedom. And so this is in keeping, this salvation that's coming through this baby is in keeping with the oath that he swore to Abraham. He continues, verse 74, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. So he's speaking of what uh, salvation is going to bring forth. It's going to bring forth holiness, righteousness, no fear, and we'll be able to serve him all our days, our days now and the days yet to come when we will be before him forever and ever. Verse 76 says this, And you, child, so he's speaking to the child now, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways. Now, you can remember, they're standing out here among all the Jewish people. He's prophesying this publicly. They're hearing what's being said. And he is declaring that he is the one that's coming in the spirit of Elijah before Messiah comes. He's, and he's quoting an Old Testament passage here. He said, you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. Can you imagine speaking that over a, a baby that's just a few days old? But he knew this to be a truth because the spirit of the Lord had revealed it to him. He was prophesying by the Holy Spirit right now. And he said, you will be called the prophet of the Most High. Well, what's he going to do? Verse 77 tells us to give to his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And you see John doing this some 30 years later, that he was preaching and he was preaching a, a repentance. Okay? He was preaching repentance and people responded in droves. And it's the knowledge of salvation, the preparation of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. Then verse 78, because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us. And that sunrise is capitalized. It's another uh, name, another picture of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 79 tells us what the purpose of that is. To shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So this is the prophecy of Zacharias over his son. Again, as I said, something that's often ignored right here, uh, but that's to our detriment because we learn right here that this child that is born is the prophet of the Most High, John the Baptist, and he's going to go before the Lord prepare his way, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this is prophesied in the Old Testament, and we see that the reason that this is occurred is simply because of God's mercy. Okay, It's God's mercy that reveals His Son, 
from on high. And he reveals his son. He's going to shine that glory upon those who sit in the darkness. And he's going to guide our way to and our feet into the way of peace. The last verse of Luke 1 says this, And the child continued to grow and to become strong in spirit. And he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance to Israel. So that's speaking of John the Baptist, that he grew, became strong in spirit, but he lived in the deserts. Quite often we think that's a, a live in isolation and alone and this kind of thing, mm, perhaps. But he also might have been involved with um, one or more, if not many, uh, religious communities that lived out in the deserts, okay? Uh, the Essenes were one group, and you might have heard of them before. So anyway, uh, go through Luke 1. Just, it's, it's a long chapter. It's 80 verses. Read through it the next couple of days and just ask the Lord to reveal to you uh, the truths that He desires for you to see out of that. And we'll continue on with the birth narrative the next time. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you then.